watch movies. And do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you a podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wife Watches. I'm the wife who watches. I'm the husband who is making her watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little bit of context for this movie, for Return of the Jedi. Hit me. The year is 1983. <laughs> the top song of the year is Every Breath You Take. Oh, I know that one. By the police. Every breath you take. And the other top song of the year is Billie Jean by... Michael Jackson. Yeah. That is. Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. is the third of the original Star Wars trilogy. It came out May 25th, 1983. So it's three years between each of these movies. Steven Spielberg, David Lynch, and David Cronenberg were all considered to direct the movie before Richard Markhand was signed on as director. So George Lucas only directed the very first Star Wars. But then he was, he was really, he was heavily involved with the, all three of them. And some people say that he was, he, he filmed a lot of the second unit stuff for Return of the Jedi. And so a lot of people have talked about how Richard Markhand might have been sort of, I mean, he was the director, but like Lucas was always on set too. Anyway, I don't really know what the dynamic was there. It seems like it was fine, but do you know what the second, what second unit directing is? No. A lot of times with movies that are like big budget like action movies where they have to shoot a lot of things they have like second and third unit directors that are mostly filming like pickup shots of like things happening in the background oh. and like action sequences so they'll have other directors simultaneously filming different things gotcha. they did this a lot on lord of the rings because they filmed all three of those movies over like a 18 month period in new zealand so they had a lot of other people doing second unit and third unit shooting scenes. And Andy Serkis, who did the motion capture for Gollum, he did some second unit directing on those movies too. Wow. Because he kind of wanted just to try it out. Oh, a little uh, little behind the scenes, a little peek behind the curtain, seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie was pretty positively received. Most people see it as a bit less of the trilogy. It's the weakest of the three. It grossed $572 million worldwide. Exactly like the first two, there were several re-releases where things were added digitally. I've shown you some of the changes. Uh-huh. What do you think of those? <clears throat> I don't love them. I'll say that much. I don't love them. Hey, me neither. They're just... When everything else is a puppet, and then suddenly there's a computer animated thing. Well, and even worse, like a 90s era computer animated thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's so jarring. I have purposefully not shown you one of the changes they've made to the special edition because it is terrible. So I'll show that to you after we actually watch the movie. But okay. again, this is a very spoiler-heavy discussion for a movie from the 80s. 40-year-old? Uh, 30, 30... When was it made? 1983? 36? 1983, 36. Jeez. Okay, here we go. Courtney, what movie did we watch last week? The Last Jedi. Return of the Jedi. There it is. Uh, I'm curious, what happened in that movie? In that movie, the beginning, Luke is going to Jabba. Who's Jabba? Jabba's hut. <laughs> Jabba the hut. Would it technically be Jabba the hut's hut? That was like a lair. Okay. Well, a hut for our purposes. He went to get Han back, the two droids, and he said, were with him, and he said, you can use these, he was talking to Jabba, and he says, you can use these droids. <laughs> If I can have Han back. Jabba says, no, I don't like that trade. We now come back <laughs> and then he puts him down in this, like, 
cage with a scary animal. It grossed me out a little. It used to freak me out when I was little. Sure. And then he somehow finds the door. He finds like the back entrance <laughs> and he escapes. And then Leia is also there in like a, she's in like a bounty hunter suit. She's there trying to get Han's body out of the carbon freeze and Jabba takes her. So they put her in the sexy gold bikini. Yeah, they do. After that, they have like this battle. That was the grossest part to me was the pit, the sand pit. Oh, yeah. Sarlacc pit. The teeth were gross. They have that battle. So that was my favorite part. That's your favorite part of the movie? Yeah. It was um, like up to that point. Do you remember they made a second Death Star? Oh, yeah. Luke goes and sees Yoda. Yoda dies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, passes away. So then they go and they're like, we have to destroy the little sensor that the Death Star is connected to. So they go to Ewok land, <laughs> land of the Ewoks, which is fun. And they are on, they're like trying to defeat the stormtroopers. And then eventually Leia runs into the Ewoks and they're like, let's help you. Yep, yep. At first, they've got like the robots tied up. Oh no, they think that C-3PO is a god. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So they get friendly. Uh, the Emperor comes to the Death Star. Luke gets up there and he's trying to see if there's good in Darth Vader. He thinks there might be some good left in Darth Vader. All the Emperor and Darth Vader want is for Luke to fight and become a bad guy. So they keep encouraging him and he doesn't. There's that whole battle scene up in the Death Star with them. And then there's like a battle against the stormtroopers with the Ewoks and Leia and Han. Oh, Darth Vader dies, which is kind of sad because he dies for Luke. And then they go back to Ewok land. Suddenly in trees, there's a big party going on. And then Luke looks over and he sees Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Darth Vader all together as ghosts. That's it. I liked it. Not my favorite one. I like two better. What part were you most engaged in the movie? The very beginning with Jabba the Hutt. Really? Yeah. I just thought that story was interesting. It was like 80s puppetry. I just thought it was good. Part I was least engaged in was the last battle. Mostly just the part that was happening on Ewok land. We kind of talked about it when you were, when afterwards. You yeah. You thought it was a little repetitive? It was just long. Do you think that's yeah. plausible that um, the Ewoks could have beat up all those stormtroopers? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there are two Ewok movies that came out after this? No, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. It's weird because these movies were really successful, but they didn't really... I, I guess they didn't really know what to do with this property. Immediately following this movie, the next two years, they made two Ewok movies. That is so freaking weird. I've watched parts of them. They're not good. I can imagine. But they're with, like, Wicket is back. Mm-hmm. It's on the same moon. It's like oh. a, it's a forest moon, and there's like a little family. There's like a little girl that needs the Ewoks' help. And like <laughs> she's in both movies. Weird. Yeah, they're not good. We made. I made a discovery. What? I had a very weird mo- memory come back into my mind. Oh yeah, what was that? When you were like, oh, that main Ewok is called Wicket. Mm-hmm. I used to live when we lived in Oklahoma. I lived next to this lady named Bonnie, and she had a tiny little brown Shih Tzu named Wicket. And that was the discovery. <laughs> oh, the relationship between Leia and Han kind of 
sorted itself out and I wasn't as mad about it. See, I don't really like it in this one because I feel like Han Solo is just, is made to be like kind of this weird, jealous. Yeah, he doesn't have anything to do, right? No, you could remove him from most of the movie and it wouldn't make a difference. You know, originally it was supposed to end a lot darker. Han Solo was supposed to die. Oh, well. And Luke was supposed to, I think, end up killing Darth Vader and then just leaving everyone behind and just walking off. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Something else. This movie wasn't intended to be the last movie in this series because at the time there was only this trilogy. And there's been conflicting reports on what George Lucas had originally intended for this series. Sometimes he says he wanted six movies or nine or like up to 12 movies sometimes, depending on when he's talking about it. But there are interviews during The Empire Strikes Back when they were filming that. This would have kept going beyond Return of the Jedi. So the original plan was to do like five or six of the in a row. That's why there's a lot of seeds that are set in The Empire Strikes Back that are tied up pretty quickly in Return of the Jedi. Like I know one of the plans was to have Boba Fett be the main primary villain of one of the movies itself. So that's why he's set up pretty prominently in The Empire Strikes Back. And they were also going to reveal Luke's sister as an entirely new character that you were going to meet in a different movie. It was going to culminate in in episode nine where that's where you'd finally meet the Emperor. I think just the production was took a really heavy toll on Lucas personally and it was really exhausting for him. So I think by the time he got to Return of the Jedi, he just kind of wanted to wrap it all up. That's why a lot of things are wrapped up kind of inelegantly, but Boba Fett is just kind of disposed of really quick. Mm-hmm. The only, really the only female character who'd been introduced up to that point, if they were going to have Luke have a sister, I guess it's just Leia by default because there's no other girls and there wasn't enough time to set up another <laughs> character. That's why like, they had to hurry and rescue Han Solo in the beginning and go and like rush right into this final confrontation that just wraps up the entire, every storyline. It didn't seem rushed to me. It just kind of seemed oh, like the good. others. Like... But that explains why... Because Luke and Leia kiss a couple times in the other movies. Yeah. And everyone, there's a lot of jokes about that. But it's because at the time, until they were writing the third movie, that's when they decided to make Leia his sister. Similarly, they didn't know Darth Vader was going to be his dad when they made the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Do you think that would happen today in a movie-like franchise? Or do you think they would just put out more movies? And to be fair, George Lucas had a lot of creative control over these these sequels and over this like franchise, but unless the person who made it was just so adamant that they're going to do three and that's it, no studio would let. They would just kind of try to milk every avenue. But I mean, Christopher Nolan did that with the Dark Knight trilogy. This is my last one. I'm not going to make any more. And Christian Bale's talked about how they've they had approached them to be like, come on, like, do you want to just make a fourth one? You guys should make a fourth one. And that they were pretty adamant, like, no. We, we went in with three in mind and like a, had a, a story that ended. There are some people I feel like that have some creative integrity that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you who your favorite character was. Oh, Darth Vader. I just, I never knew that he was like that. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that he was good in the end. That's you thought, you cool. thought he just died? Yeah, I thought that they killed i thought that luke killed him and that's why everyone was celebrating at the end in in wicked land (laughs) in ewok endor who was your least favorite character in this one i didn't love the emperor really yep his eyes are pretty scary i did love the ewoks and learning that there were actual people inside oh yeah um i hope that's not offensive to say no one will listen to this (laughs) have you had you seen jabba the hutt before yes did you know there were like 
multiple people inside that and underneath in a rig operating him because oh he's a, a huge puppet. Weird. You saw Admiral Akbar. I'm sure you've heard about him before. Oh, he says? it's a trap. That's it. Well, it was, it was good. It wasn't my favorite. Two, I would say two, one, three. Okay. I'm oh, sorry, two, three, one. To rank them. I've watched them. I've seen the Star origi- Wars. The Star Wars trilogy. Yep. It's probably one of the most iconic film trilogies ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember in the first one, you asked what a Jedi, if a Jedi was made up for the movies or if it was a real thing. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, it's completely oh, made yeah. up. Oh, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember what it was. In the third one, they talk about Jedi mind tricks. Oh. And I've heard that so many times, like, yeah. enough of your Jedi mind tricks. Uh-huh. Which I just always knew what it was, because it's so ingrained in pop culture in my life. And I would feel comfortable saying that, like, using that. If somebody was messing with my mind, I'd be like, stop your Jedi mind tricks. Enough <laughs> 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 your Jedi mind tricks. I say it all the time. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the music of Star Wars. Mention it, why don't you? I can't believe I forgot to talk about this on our last two podcasts uh, about the music because I would say it is among the most widely known and popular contributions to modern cinema music. John Williams composed a score. I would imagine if anyone can just name one composer that they know, it's John Williams. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's like a household name, which is crazy because he's a very common first and last name. But everyone knows who John Williams is. Like his contribution to cinema and music is outstanding. And I would say this is probably his most recognizable work. Do you think Jaws is more recognizable than Star Wars? It's got to be no, Star I'd put Wars, them right? Together. And then I'd put I'd put Home Alone there, right below. More than like E.T. Yeah. I think actually Harry Potter's up there too. Oh, it it yeah, didn't used to be, but that. I think there's a lot of kids who grew up watching those movies yeah. who that that thing, that tune is very iconic. The first Star Wars score was nominated and won the Oscar and Golden Globe for Best Original Score and a BAFTA for Best Film Music, and it won three Grammys. All, a lot of the other soundtracks, like The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi soundtracks, were also nominated for Oscars. They didn't win, but it is, it's actually the movie that he's won the most Oscars for, and he's won a lot of Oscars. Oh, wow. Uh, the American Film Institute voted... The Star Wars soundtrack is the most memorable film score of all time. I looked into this a little bit about John Williams. I've watched a couple YouTube videos and some podcasts on, on like the music of Star Wars. He you, there's an extensive use of a light motif. A light motif. That's it. Wasn't exactly sure how to really pronounce that word. Motif. Lay motif. Uh, do you hit the T? Is the T silent? Oh, I thought you were saying like a motif of lights. No, like a light motif? Lay motif. I have no idea what that means. Oh, well. I mean, I know what a motif is, but... Do you? Yeah. So a light motif, or however however the listener chooses to pronounce it, it's a series of musical themes that represent... So like a, a character, object, or event will have a certain theme or just a couple of notes, and they are repeatedly used throughout the movie to anchor certain parts of the film to the soundtrack. And it's very common now. Like that's all over film scores and music in general. It was like famously associated with the operas of Richard Wagner or Richard Wagner. Um, <laughs> John Williams was the person who like made that a part of film scoring. If you notice it you, throughout all the Star Wars movies, because he's composed, he's composed all eight of the Star Wars scores, and he will be composing the Rise of Skywalker. And the music ties in and out, and he reuses these different themes that he has. They're very flexible the way he's written them, so you can make them, depending on the chord that he's using, it can be a very sad or triumphant, but he's using it, he mixes in these themes a lot. It's really cool. 
something you might think is interesting, the original Star Wars score was intended to be very much more contemporary of the time. At the time, very popular movies in the late 70s had a really synth or disco type of soundtrack. Uh-huh. The top brass were really wanting the soundtrack to be like that. And oh, I'm sure the top brass were. Um, George Lucas really pushed for to sound more orchestral. That's when they went with John Williams. But it was very abnormal at the time. And so good that it did because it's much more timeless. It'd be so it'd be so weird if it was very disco-y. It mm-hmm. would just put place it so much in a time. And now it just feels very timeless. So it's kind of unfair for me to ask because I'm so familiar with these movies for all of my life. Do you remember much of the music from Star Wars? Kind of. Like well enough that if I asked you what... I don't know. Try it. I was like, what was your favorite piece of music or theme from these movies? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, do Leia's theme. I think that's the one that I like. Yeah, that's the one I like. That's your favorite? Yeah. Do you like that more than the Force theme? Yeah. I think that's my favorite. And my favorite rendition of that is when Luke is... Watching the sunset. Yes. That is so pretty and haunting. Yeah. I love it. What would you say is the most iconic theme from these movies? This might, again, be harder for you because you've just watched them. Probably the uh, Imperial March. Okay, yeah. More than... Bum, 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 bum. More than the main theme? I don't know. Yeah, probably that one. I think you might be right because I feel like that is... Star Wars is very iconic, but that... That's theme... Bum, bum. But... But... I, I wasn't steeped in... Star Wars so I didn't know where that came from that's what I'm saying it's almost become it's, so I wouldn't be able to like it's more just like synonymous with villainy now yeah more than just Darth Vader now you hear that and you're like this oh yeah a bad guy <laughs> a bad guy I think I might have told you this while you're watching them but did you know the Imperial March was written for the Empire Strikes Back it's not in the first Star Wars yes anywhere mm-hmm. until I until I actually read that somewhere I never actually realized that. I always, you always just think that you've always heard it with, Darth, yeah. like associated with Darth Vader. Yeah. So you've seen all of the trilogy now, the mm-hmm. original trilogy. What, what was your favorite part of all that the entire trilogy as a whole? I love in Return of the Jedi the very beginning where they're trying to get Han Solo out. Really? Yeah. Okay. And there's that fight where, remember we talked about it where Luke like jumps across and isn't his lightsaber green? Yeah. Is it green right there in that moment? That's the first time you see it, which you hadn't seen a green one too at that point. Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. I remember in, when we were watching it, you were like, this is every little boy's... Yeah. I just could see, like, it was just, like, quintessentially Star... What I always thought Star Wars was in my mind. Could you just see, like, all of your brothers as, like, little kids sitting yes. in the theater just being like... <gasps> and then going home and playing it. Yeah. With just, like, found objects. I, that is one of my favorite moments from that movie. Yeah, I love I that. Think that's... He does that flip and catches it. 
It's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the part that sticks out the most. Oh, interesting. Which character had the best arc over the three films? Darth, Darth Vader. Because he's good in the end, and I just was so surprised by that. Yeah. I had no, I, I had no idea. I think that's Who's great. Who's your favorite one? His is really good. I think that I like Luke Skywalker's. I think he yeah, changes the good. most dramatically. Yeah. Because he's so annoying in that first movie. And then he's like, <laughs> he's learning more, but he's still kind of annoying in the second one. When he's like, like going through the swamp and he's just like, he's just, hey. he's like, I can't do anything. Are you kidding me? And then I love how like the beginning of the third movie, the first time you see him is when he enters Jabba's palace and uh -huh. he has like the robe on yeah. and the guards come up and he just like chokes them both. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's like grown. Like, yeah, I like watching his growth as a character. What's, really, it's interesting. What's your favorite part of the, the trilogy? I also, I'm never going to get over the Ewoks. I'm just so weird. I like I know that like it's not they're like kind of a dumb aspect of the movie sort of <laughs> like that part but like they're so they're so like I they're I don't so know. much fun that part at the end of Return of the Jedi when the one is just like doing toe touches <laughs> I think my favorite part of all the movies has to be the the Luke Darth Vader fight at the end of Empire Strikes Back because like I love the setting like the smoke oh, and the colors yeah. and like it ends with like I'm the most iconic part of all of the movies and one of the most iconic like reveals in all of cinema with like the your father and i like that you kind of think like oh luke is confronting this guy who like if you're sitting in the theaters for the first time you're thinking luke is confronting the man who killed his father and this is going to be like an epic showdown and vader just like beats the crap out of it what a severe defeat the movie ends with such like they've just been defeated so badly it's very interesting i think i love so many things throughout like all those movies but mm -hmm. if i had to pick like what's the one thing i could just only if I only could watch rewatch one scene again. That's just so great. That's it. It's so beautifully shot. Yeah, I agree with that. That movie, I just could not get over it. When we were watching that, I just kept thinking to myself, like, oh, this scene's fantastic. Like, the, this, each scene would get to the next <laughs> yeah. one and be like, this movie's so good. Yeah. Um, I made a little list here because I wanted to ask you, I wish I would have done this for the other ones, but it's a lot of the same characters. Okay. I wanted to ask you what you thought was the silliest name. And I have a list if okay. you need some. Do you want me to list off some Listen, names? Listen, I think Lando Calrissian takes the cake. Well, let me let me read some of these. Okay. Grand Moth Tarkin. Who's that? Cheeksy McBonesy. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. That one's fine. Chewbacca. That one's fine. I did have Lando down there. Yoda. That one's fine. Boba Fett. That one's wild. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Admiral Akbar. Mm. I'm gonna go with Lando Calrissian. Wow, that's as the silliest name in the in the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. It's always funny to me when a regular, like a very normal name pops up in these movies, like Luke or Ben, there's going to be some wild names I can't for wait. the prequels. Oh, Queen Amidala. Oh, you, man, you don't even know. Okay, Courtney, if people want to reach the podcast, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WifeWatches. Just as a note, that Twitter handle is at Wife underscore Watches. Not wife watches. Or you can send us an email at mywifewatchesmovies at gmail.com. Fantastic. <laughs> Join us next time. We will be watching Star, Star Wars, Wars Episode, Episode one, 1, The, the Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Uh, before we leave, though, Courtney, would you let the viewers know, like, give them your best uh, Chewbacca? Yeah. <laughs> um. Will you also give the uh, listeners your best Yoda impression?
<laughs> give the give the people the best Yoda impression I will. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> um, can I also get? I'm gonna. I want to do one impression for every movie that we watch. Okay. Can I also get uh, your best job of the hut? I pooped up. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, I can't really I, remember. I'll, I'll give you the option. You can either do a job of the hut, or you, can, you want to do Wicket, like, or an Ewok. Oh yeah, okay. Ewok. <laughs> okay, let's go watch it. All right, Star Wars. <laughs>